Give me a moment's peace and take out the trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Hello and welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Caleb, and me, Joe, go to the movies to see whether or not we can find, and it's it's a struggle, find hot trash. We're mixing things up a little bit today and talking about the movie that we're going to see before we actually go see it. So Joe, what are we about to go see? We're going to go see the latest Roland Emmerich world-ending disaster pick, uh, Moonfall. I am so excited for Moonfall. Joe, have you seen any other Roland Emmerich movies? I don't think so. He's obviously done a ton of disaster movies, Independence Day being, in my opinion, the greatest disaster movie ever made. Uh, He did um, Day After Tomorrow in 2012 as well. The genre died off, I think, mainly because we're living a disaster movie or we're getting ready to. I wouldn't go that far, but when was the last time you saw an asteroid hit? I'm I'm thinking more of the uh, Day After Tomorrow type uh, catastrophe. I don't know what that movie's about, so I can't comment on that. It's climate change. But he knows how to mix craft with goofiness in a really fun way. I'll take your word for it. Never seen any one of his movies, but this trailer sure looks silly. What's, What's sticking out to you about the trailer? The moon is falling. It's Majora's Mask, the movie. Need I say more? <laughs> That's fair. Um, I'm excited to see uh, Game of Thrones' version of James Corbin in this. Um, Corbin. I don't want to respect him enough. One of them is a basketball player. One right. is not. And Halle Berry is always fun. I'm not sure I've ever seen her in a good movie, but she's always fun. X2? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> X1? <laughs> Yeah. Days of Future Past? X1's a good TV pilot. She dies off in the first 10 minutes of Days of Future Past. So, like... X2. Uh prediction. Do you think this will be hot trash? I thought you were gonna ask I thought you were gonna ask me. Prediction, do you think the moon will fall? Moon's falling. There's no stopping it now. I can't wait for the sequel where they're like, I thought we were done. We forgot about the dark side. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I think out of all the stuff that we are looking for, that we're looking to see in the near future, this is the best recipe for a hot trash movie. So let's go. If you're watching this thing, you know by now a huge problem is heading our way. An emergency meeting is being called at our usual place immediately. Free bagels. I've made a shocking discovery. I need you to get me in touch with NASA immediately. Well, NASA and I aren't really on speaking terms these days. Well, that'll change. We need to tell them that the moon is out of orbit. Well, Joe, I certainly feel more educated on matters of space and megastructures. I was going to say megastructures, especially. Got to make sure that uh, you know everything there is to know about megastructures. Well, luckily, I learned from a doctor who's not a doctor, but is. But is in the eyes alert, of an astronaut. Spoiler alert. The moon. <laughs> not only did the moon fall. But the moon standards fell when it decided to make Casey part Dr. of it. Casey. Mr. Dr. Casey. Joe, can you give me a quick rundown of what happens in Moonfall? Moon is falling. We got to stop it. They stopped it. Um, All right. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. We saw this with our friend Alex. Unfortunately, he had to stay behind to become ignite, part of the moon. Yeah, to ignite the MP that would, in fact, kill the evil nanobites. That were eating the moon. And the now, white dwarf inside the moon, of yes, course. And now Alex is the moon. So, but yeah, according to Alex, this is just copy and pasting Halo lore, which I find hilarious. Who knew good old Roland was a... Roland? Was a Halo fan. Well, you you would by seeing this movie, because 
That's some that's some imagery that they're going pretty hard on. I don't and think, lore, apparently. I don't think Roland, sorry, Roland has ever been known for his originality. I suppose. Having not seen any of his other movies, I don't think he's known for very good movies either. Speaking of his other movies, I do feel like this is kind of the anti-Independence Day because everything that made Independence Day good is absent from this movie. <laughs> like charismatic leads. I was going to say his likable character is one of them. Patrick Wilson is playing an astronaut who's too boring to remember the name of, and he's on a mission with Halle Berry, who's also too boring to remember. No, that. her name's Joe. You want to know how I know that? Because it's my name. <laughs> And then there's another guy named Marcus. Somehow I remembered his name. Who's Marcus? He's the astronaut who dies in the first mission. Why do you remember him? He was there for two minutes. The evil AI nanobot snake, space snake, comes and attacks them. And Marcus dies. I was fully expecting when they got to the moon core at the very end, it'd be like Marcus controlling the AIs. Be like, you left me. That'd be great. That would not be something Roland would do, though. He's taking this... Not seriously enough for it to be good because it exists. Like yeah. you can't take this that yeah. seriously. But also not seriously enough to be goofy. Not not seriously enough. Yeah. Well, except for one or two very goofy movements. Mo- moments. Moonments. Moonments. <laughs> Moonfalments. So they get back down to Earth and Patrick Wilson is disgraced because no one believes him. But they have helmet cam footage. Yeah, but then you find out that the government's trying to cover it up for reasons. I thought they were going into the first moon landing was faked. Well, it's not faked, but they do they do cover up with Donald Sutherland's help, which also weird cameo in yeah. this movie. They do find out that the moon is a megastructure. So it was built by aliens, not, but actually but not by aliens. humans. Yeah, humans who were it's like Egyptians basically. It's like, oh, they were so much more technologically advanced and then it crumbled. They were the Atlantis of their day. Yeah. Except instead of sinking into the ocean, they fled in their moon. <laughs> <laughs> then the moon begins to fall because the evil android snake is trying to take over the moon because a boring design for an enemy. Yeah. It's just a mass. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a worm. When it does try to look like something, it looks like an iTunes visualizer. <laughs> It sucks. I feel like that's your go-to insult for like stuff that's just like a mass of like yeah, after effects. Because <laughs> iTunes visualizers are inherently kind of like just basic yeah. designs. So when you have a movie where the whole point is to be a visual effects spectacle and that's the best you can do. Everything you say is valid. The best part of this movie, in my opinion. Because you got you got Halle Berry, who's a sad divorcee who becomes head of NASA. And you have acting head. Yes. And you have Patrick Wilson, who is a sad divorcee, who is not. <laughs> who becomes almost becomes the moon. Not quite. I get I get what they're going for here. You know what Jeff Goldblum is in Independence Day? A sad divorcee. A sad divorcee. However, you understand why his wife left him? Because he kind of sucks at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, you don't understand why any... Well, I mean, you can kind of understand why Patrick Wilson's wife left him. He was disgraced and became like a drunk and stuff. Or did he become a drunk? No, he never really drank. He was just sleepy. (laughs) Yeah, that does seem like his major character flaw. (laughs) He's just late because he's sleepy. Uh, Halle Berry and the general, you don't know why. Which also, that general character, I feel like he was designed in a lab to be like, we need to make the manliest man. Here's our man, man. <laughs> but the best part of the movie is neither of these characters. 
It's, it's certainly not the character you're about to name. Oh, I disagree. Uh, John Bradley, which is such a basic name that I should be able to remember it, but I constantly forget. People will probably know him as Samwell on Game of Thrones, yes. a.k.a. George R. R. Martin on Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> he plays a conspiracy theorist. And here's the thing. You kind of can't do conspiracy theorists in movies anymore. And no, make them you the can't. Good guys, you you need to. We, this needs to stop being a thing. I said this during the Godzilla v Kong. I'm saying it now. We need to stop giving legitimacy to conspiracy theorists in movies. Once again, to make another comparison to Independence Day, um, there is a character in there who is not conspiracy theorist per se, but he had an alien encounter, so mm-hmm. everyone treats him like one. That works for two reasons. One, because he had the encounter, right? And like you see the encounter. You don't see it, but once you realize there are aliens, you're like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. The second thing is that was in the 90s, and conspiracy theorists weren't holding up. The internet wasn't a thing. Yeah, but what does work about John Bradley's character of Casey is that he's the only one who's, like, leaning in, leaning into the moon falling. Are you talking, like, plot-wise or acting-wise? I mean, like, he is matching the goofiness that this movie deserves. I guess so. I just kind of consider him kind of bumbling in general. So it's just kind of what he does. He just seems like such a caricature. He seems like a cartoon, like cut out. And I yeah, love and then you have like super serious Halle Berry. Yeah. I think the thing about Roland Emmerich movies are, is his movies don't necessarily have good characters, but if you get the right, oh, they certainly didn't in this one. If you get a charismatic actor, they can elevate it. Yeah. Like Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Well, I feel like Halle Berry could have done a good job. I just don't know. Like, I think John Bradley is the only person who is, charismatic enough to carry what he's supposed to do i also think that halle berry is the weakest character she definitely is there's nothing for her to do in this movie i she's very underserved by this plot yeah but i do feel like from just fun stuff like him naming his cat fuzz aldrin Aldrin. which is fun he also has most of the lines that involve the word moon which is my biggest megastructure yes and megastructure which are two very funny words moon is such a funny word. And if they had ended every sentence with, we've got to do this because the moon is falling, that would make this movie a hundred times better. When they got to the alien part of the moon, when they were inside and they're like, whatever this structure is, it's like stronger than anything we have. I was like, yeah, it's moononium or something like that. <laughs> Lunarium. The best lines all have moon in them. Moon terror, which is a great line early on. Uh, I think the full line is people are suffering from moon, moon terror. terror. Yeah. Obviously, the you have become one with the moon or you are the moon now. I forget <laughs> you what it was. You have become one with the moon. You are now one with the moon. And then my absolute favorite, a character gets pinned under a full tree. <laughs> And it's just talking like mildly inconvenient. Well, and like, then the girl's oh. leaning on it, like yeah. giving more pressure. And then she sees the moon is falling and she's like, the moon will help us. <laughs> and with the moon's help, she lifts it off. So like all the best parts of this movie involve the use of the word moon because it's such a funny word. So we've gotten through the uh, space cast. Yeah, they go to the moon and they, they stop the moon from falling, but it still falls enough. To give us some very, like, it edges us with disaster, but never goes all the way. No, it never goes all the way. So the Earth floods very quickly after it's determined that the moon is what sets our uh, days and not the Earth's revolution or the sun. Let's not not dig into the science here. Well, you see, the months are being shortened because the moon? (laughs) I guess the passing of, like, a full moon, half moon, maybe that's what they're trying to get at. 
But they didn't say the Earth's spinning faster but or anything. At least the tides make sense, right? Because it's the, the gravitational tides make sense, pool. Yes, but then like the the Earth, like the tectonic plates and whatnot. And I like. I know that you weren't crazy about this, but I like that everyone's like, "Let's go to Colorado," and they never explain it. It like it's like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it it's, it wasn't that I wasn't crazy about it. I just I didn't get it because <laughs> I'm a dummy in this sense. I needed the movie to explain to me why they're going to Colorado. I think by that point, the movie had set an expectation for what amount of knowledge you need to yeah. have, and that exceeded that expectation. <laughs> And you get like asteroids falling and stuff, but just not enough. What they try to do is they try to, they try to ground the disaster with this Earth cast. You get the Earth cast that it keeps cutting to, and it's like, no, give me more silly moon shenanigans. When you have the most bland acting with the most bland delivery and no one looking like that scared, really. Like, well, compared to other Roland Emmerich films, he likes having a huge cast because he likes people coming together. He, he likes to have a huge cast, internationally though. diverse cast. And that makes cannon fodder for the disaster. Unfortunately, no one dies in this. No, someone does. Michael Pena. That's true. And I guess all he that, does is suffocate. Yes. And I oh, I forgot he was in the movie because forgetting such like a well known actor, that character has nothing to do. Lexus car salesman. It's true. Lexus got a good sponsorship. Oh here. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, We're going to turbo mode goes into the sports position. Lexus and SpaceX and China and Elon, the double name drop. There are a couple characters here and there, but the main three is the son of Patrick Wilson, the daughter, the son of Halle Berry, and then a foreign exchange student who, for some reason, is living with Halle Berry and their job. That's just kind of what happens with foreign exchange students. Normally, there's a kid of their age in the house with them, too. Yeah. But, you know, it's such a throwaway line. I. When she shows up, I'm like, are they roommates or dating? What's or like, going on? Is that your daughter? Yeah. I was like, I don't know the. They just have to drive from one place to Colorado and they do that. But oh, they're looters and all this stuff. And they end up, oh, we have to go get the oxygen. But it's all really dull, not helped by the fact that this kid playing Patrick Wilson's son <laughs> is awful. Stick of wood, man. Terrible. Like, well, I can, I can imagine him being good in like a naturalistic indie film. Well, from the moment he shows up, he doesn't have like a single line in his first scene. And then he just looks confused. Mm -hmm. And you're, they keep giving this kid the car when they've established that he lost his license. Oh, he lost his license because he drove real fast. Yeah. I, but I guess that's why they give him yeah. the car because he can drive fast. He can outdrive the title. He can wave. put his foot on the pedal a little harder than Michael Pena could. Well, it's also a stick shift. So maybe no one else knows how to drive stick. <laughs> There is a hilarious moment during that car chase, which does have does have one or two fun moments, but mainly involving the enemies dying. Michael Pena makes some comment about going into warp speed and you see him switch yeah. into a different mode. Into I'm sports like, mode. I'm like, well, cool. Glad Lexus got their little thing here. But that was edited so quickly and the sound was so bad that I couldn't really tell what he was saying. <laughs> warp speed. I was expecting the Lexus to go to the moon. That, that's oh, what I, I was, was expecting wanting. the Mustang to go to the moon. Or Yeah, that would have been good, too. Because, really throwaway line about the Mustang that yeah, they keep cutting to. Yeah, it's a big disappointment. And I'm sad Mr. Dinkovich didn't get any more lines. Any good moments in this for you? Because the problem here, the problem here is that like all the moon stuff is goofy, but it takes way too long to get there. I yeah, almost, no, I almost fell asleep. There is a solid hour of... Solid thirty minutes of setting everybody's up, setting everybody up, and then another thirty minutes of 
okay, now the moon is actually falling. Oh, it took so long for them to actually even get into space because they're cutting. They keep cutting back to the Earth cast and all their boring stuff they're doing. Well, and like I'm think, sorry to keep comparing it to Independence Day, but I really do think this is anti-Independence Day. What helps the Earth cast in that? I mean, it's all on Earth, but you know the the human cast who is not fighting the yeah the, the people who are doing the boring stuff. Yeah, they are doing most of their character development and stuff while the characters are figuring out how to fight the aliens. So by the time we get to the alien fight, we don't have to be bogged down by their plots. Yeah. And it like helps out the boring, we have to figure this stuff out moments and then doesn't interfere with the let's go fight the moon element. Well, and they they have the boring let's figure this stuff out moments, but they're trying to frame it as like action scenes, like with the looters and stuff. It's like, oh, tension with this car chase with the clear cannon fodder i guess there's your other people who die the looters there's just no stakes in this and independence day they nuke like houston or something and this they talk about nuking the moon which would have been great <laughs> that would have been they wonderful. fire that you see a bunch of nukes flying towards me now we have to divert the moon out of the nukes path that would be wonderful yeah why didn't they want to kill the moon like they didn't like obviously radiation and like moon fallout. Then they're like, we can't let the moon die. Well, I I think not having the moon would be a problem. <laughs> but also, I think it's one of those things where if you could save that technology, that would be pretty cool to have a moon that you could fly around. <laughs> Which is honestly what I wanted them to do. Like I wanted it to be like, you think they're all dead. Then it cuts to all of them on the moon just chilling. Yeah. But nah, it's just John Bradley. Just John Bradley. Just John Bradley up part of the moon now. Yeah, they get to the moon and oh, it turns out John Bradley was right all along. The evil AI is just sucking the white dwarf. It's, it's, just, it's suffocating it. Yeah, it's just covering You know it. how you can suffocate a star? I mean, theoretically, it makes sense. You deprive it of oxygen. What, what are these nanobots made out of? Flu moononium. Moononium. Oh, uh, well, the moon people did a good job designing and then, them. And then the constructs of the moon. The, the AI of the moon that's not evil, because there aren't actually any aliens. It's just good AI. Yeah, they have a line about how, like, after the evil AI turned evil, they made the moon with good AI. Yeah. I just want to do the AI again, honestly. <laughs> I, think yeah. I, I think I realized your problem. You the first time. <laughs> this is why your society crumbled. You're like, well, maybe a second time. But it only takes the form of the, uh, of the, other, the, of the Earth actors so that they of can the do sons, more. Uh, the the two actors of the sun, and then the dementia mom, which teenage Sonny, uh -huh. bad. Yeah, you know how to make it worse. Make it be the kid actor. Okay, who was well, in what, one what scene. What would have been worse, them two, or Gal Gadot narrating it all? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking during this on ways to improve it. Obviously, at, at say Moon a lot more, but also Patrick Wilson sadly just doesn't have the charisma to carry this. Nothing against Patrick Wilson. It's just you need a lot of charisma to carry this. So I was like, what are some other actors? And I'm like, well, he doesn't either. But what if it was Benedict Cumberbatch the whole time with his bad American accent? <laughs> we have to stop the moon from falling. I think that'd be fun. I did like when they were launching off and the water's coming around them. That was a good... Oh, the gravity wave? That was a good VFX action sequence. Yeah, with... <laughs> okay, there's seven more people that died. What you think is going to be the ground crew... They get into the helicopter, and for some reason, the helicopter's like, let's get closer to the wave. I think the wave's pulling them in, but it's just not it conveyed is, It is well. not conveyed especially well because, and then they just, Especially because the kiddos are up on the hill right next yeah, to it. Yeah, they stop. Just, whoa, that's crazy. They have to wait for the wave to get close enough to make an exciting action sequence. I think that the third act of this is fun. 
and it is decent it keeps cutting to a lot of boring stuff well and like i for, could, a, for much longer amounts of times than it should i could give the boring stuff some more uh leeway if the first two acts weren't so boring yeah and that's the real problem here it's just there's not enough charisma in the cast to carry this there's not enough goofiness of the premise and there aren't enough stakes so all of this stuff kind of combines to make what's a really boring movie with some fun ideas at the end the AI construct that suddenly awakens Patrick Wilson be like, no, I understand. We must preserve the moon. And now I am mega pilot engage. It reminded me of a uh, super empire strikes or super return of the Jedi. When you're trying to fly the million Falcon out of the death star. It would be very fun if he had flown the moon. That yeah. would have been a really great visual. Fortunately, we were watching Moonfall. <laughs> and from what that trailer promised us, like, I mean, it, it technically delivered. I don't know if it uh, quite delivered in the way we wanted, though. What would be a director who could actually pull this off? Like, who could actually commit to the goofiness? I don't know directors like you do. Maybe Robbie Rod? It would look way worse. Yeah, but I don't... <laughs> this doesn't look great to begin with. Let's no, just no, lay no, it no, out no, there. No, 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 no. I think, I think everything that does not involve people against, like, a backdrop of environment looks good. Like, when they're in the moon fine when they're in the crypto.com commercial mm -hmm. looks fine it's when it's when they're on like a hilltop with destruction behind them that the compositing is just off james gunn probably could as long as he didn't write the script he could probably pull it off yeah fairly well the moon felt very moon like do you think pat Wilson is going to sink out seek out uh casey's mom i don't think so oh it doesn't matter the mom will forget yeah that's why the sequel to this uh moonfall emergence needs to be no moonfall the dark side i'm telling you moon food <laughs> we forgot there was a second side of the moon <laughs> there's another one it's just the same movie again but they got to get to the dark side oh i guess michael bay could pull this off no oh, michael yeah could, michael bay could he couldn't pull this off but it would be more entertaining yeah michael michael bay is a good one we'll be talking about him what if we what, yeah, what if we swapped him with ambulance alliance i don't roland think emmerich i don't think roland emmerich i don't think roland emmerich could do such a like too small confined, scale yeah i'd love to see him try but do you think the ambulance gets the moon in that movie or something? Oh, that'd be great. Become one with the ambulance. <laughs> you and I <laughs> merge consciousness with the ambulance. <laughs> Dirty Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> you and the ambulance are one. You must now save people. Joe, is this hot trash? No. It's like the the kindling you throw in the trash. You're like, oh yeah, this is gonna get going, but it's it's like just wet and it just completely sputters it. Um, I I could see people making the argument that the third act is hot trash you have to get through way yeah. too much that's like just boring the whole movie you can, you can, kind you of... can trim 20 minutes like it didn't feel terribly long it was it was like right at two hours but you could trim like 20 minutes to speed things up in the beginning when they're just establishing all these non-name like the evil director of nasa or whatever see those are all character types that work in independence day and just for some reason but they don't go anywhere here maybe it's because it's you know like a couple decades later and Roland just lost his touch and he's more interested in making his uh watered down version of uh Stonewall. Maybe he just doesn't have the passion for this stuff anymore. But man, all the side characters in this are pretty bland. Mm -hmm. Very disappointing. Anyway, uh that's kind of what every movie we watch is. It's just all disappointment all around. I can't wait for the moon to fall and kill us all. You you only have to wait three weeks as opposed to three months because it is shortening the, <laughs> the time. Like I just said, it's going to move faster the closer it gets. Well, okay. I know we're winding up, but they have this whole sequence of, no, you misjudge the moon's proportions. It's actually heavier 
or whatever because of all the moontonium in it. But it makes it seem like it's because of the the snake thing in it. It's like, oh, it's big or whatever. Because that's what I thought from the trailer. It looked like like the snake thing is the moon or whatever. But no, the moon's actually the same size it's always been. In fact, it's hollow. But there's a, there, I guess, a really heavy snake that's weighing it down. <laughs> And a bunch of alien spaceships. And but they were already in there. Human spaceships. They were already in there. Was it losing density? Or no? It no, it was gaining it. Was it. Gaining it. <laughs> it was gaining more density the closer it got to Earth. Do you think this movie is going to kill uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Like he's going to sit down. He's, like, <laughs> he's going to have an aneurysm. I'm going to disprove some science and then just mind blank after this movie. <laughs> That'd be the one justice this movie can do. 